Hello, everybody. I'm Clay Brees, and this is The Watchman. Here on The Watchman, we sound the alarm for the peril and the uncertainty that lie ahead. We, our commitment is for the objective truth, and as The Watchman on the wall, we do call out whenever we see those that live in the fifth dimension attempt to put feelings and emotions in front of facts and truth. We always will call out the motives of those living in the land of unlimited imagination, and we do that by expounding on the underreported facts, folks. And let's jump right into it. I I wanted to chat a little bit about what's going on. First off, uh, Bidenomics. And first off, I want to talk about this, the the Breath Act, if you will, a new version of public safety, the Breath Act that, uh, that the liberals and the, the, the Marxists want to put in. First, they want to defund the police. They want to defund ICE. They want to defund and get rid of and end suburban America. <laughs> They want to eliminate state databases, keeping track of gang members. I think that's a real interesting point. Uh, you know, if you understand anything about law enforcement, they have databases for gang members. So they are able to keep and treat, keep track of who the, the gang members are. The gang members, of course, being the violent committers of crime, if you will, in the inner cities primarily. But they're everywhere. I mean, they're, they're, they've infiltrated even suburban America but by getting rid of the databases, they make it impossible to keep up with these people and these gang members can slip through the cracks. So they want to eliminate that. They want to completely gut the Department of Defense and all but eliminate our military and our national defense programs. They want to eliminate all laws outlawing illegal entry into our country. I think that's another thing. In other words, they want open borders. Okay. They want to. Re- and, and so when we say open borders, this is not political hyperbole. In the Breath Act, they want to eliminate all laws outlawing illegal entry into our country. Okay. They want to remove the police from schools. That's what they want to do. They want to decriminalize decriminalize drugs and decriminalize prostitution. I mean, that's amazing. They want to establish a commission to redesign a reparations and how it works and how it's going to work, if you will. They want to develop curriculums that reinforced the notion that America was founded, established, and benefited from colonialism, genocide, and every other ill will in this society. And they want to examine the political, economic, and social impacts of these evils of of capitalism, if you will, to our society. I think that's very interesting. Now, Bidenomics is... I'm going to call it Bidenomics. I'm going to coin it as such, but it's more of an America last agenda. America last agenda. This is Biden's America last agenda. You got 24 hours after Biden stated he he mind melted with Bernie Sanders. Biden simply pulled out and dusted off an old and uninspiring manufacturing speech that they used some 25 years ago. After admitting that made America made in America is certainly popular. After admitting that. He seemingly endorsed the Trump economics for a second because I guess he forgot for eight years he and Obama resulted in the loss of over 200,000 manufacturing jobs. So he he wants to gloss over that. And of course, the media is going to let him do that. The media is not going to call him out for the fact they had 200,000 manufacturing jobs leave. And the media is certainly going to overlook the fact that Trump brought in 600,000 manufacturing jobs. But Bidenomics really is not a result. It's not. It's not a uh, an agenda for helping with jobs, folks. It really is an agenda for ushering in socialism. 
They want universal basic income. They don't want success for Americans. They want to institute a wealth tax, which is unbelievable. A wealth tax is interesting because they actually, the wealth tax that some, some of these Marxists have in store is where they actually have tax assessors come to your home and look for things of value that they can tax. They want to uh, raise corporate taxes, obviously. I mean, we hear that already. That's out there, too. And they want to eliminate and outlaw private health care insurance. Interestingly, Obama says he's not looking for base, uh, universal health care because he knows it's not a winning notion. But I'd like every everybody within an earshot of my voice to go back to debate one, debate two, debate three, debate four, and debate five of the Democrat debates, the Democrat primary debates. Listen to all the debates, and you're, you're going to hear Joe Biden promote health care for all, universal basic health care for all, and uh, Medicare for all, Medicare for all. That's what you're going to hear, Medicare for all. You're going to hear Joe Biden advocate for that. But now you hear Joe Biden saying he's not for that. So which Joe Biden is lying? Is it the Joe Biden of the primaries or is it the Joe Biden of today? Either way, the man's lying, okay? (laughs) Either way, he's lying. Don't miss that, folks. Don't miss it. He's a liar. On healthcare and everything else, but let me let's continue. I wanted to bring that up because he made a comment. The reason I did that is because he recently made a comment that on MSNBC that he does not support Medicare for everybody. Okay, well then go back to the debates and pull it up. But see, MSNBC did not commit any act of journalism that day. They simply let him get by with that. Interesting, don't you think? Look, they want to outlaw and eliminate effective, efficient fuels. They want the Green New Deal in place. And what that means is, folks, it means colder houses in the winter and warmer houses in the summer. That means more expensive drives with your family, more expensive drives anywhere. That will mean higher costs for any product that you buy, from a bottle of water to a washer and dryer. You know, from a pair of socks and a pair of shoes to a built-in swimming pool. Anything you buy is going to cost more because of higher fuel prices. And when they usher in inefficient fuels to replace efficient fuels, no good will come from that, folks. No good will come from that. Don't miss it. But they're going to convince. What's interesting is through the indoctrination in our universities and colleges, They've convinced our young people, they've convinced our young people that we can actually change the weather. I'm, a, I'm amazed and, and I'm, I'm just absolutely astonished at this. They've actually convinced an entire generation of young people that we, can, that we have an impact on the weather and that because of that, we have to be, and we, we have that impact by using efficient fuels. You realize that our use of of efficient gas and efficient oil and efficient natural gas, if you will. And our use of fossil fuels actually changes and affects the weather. Did you know that? And of course you would say, no, that's not true. Oh, yes, it is. And they actually had an entire industry created where they would say, oh, yes, it is. And here's how it is. They created this phony industry to promote this phony narrative that climate change is plausible and possible that man can actually affect the weather. They did this. They created this industry and they brought on these experts and they paid these experts with global money, people that 
Well, people that, that, that buy and sell currency on the global markets, they're the ones that fund these climate change policies. See, it's not in their best interest to have a country like the United States successful because we hinder their success and their global power. So there's sinister powers at work that are trying to undermine this country. And the way they do that is to convince to convince Americans that we need to give up effective, efficient fuels to save our planet. And to do that, we have to put it in their education and drill it into their, into their brains and convince everyone, not just in education, but what you see on the television and the movies and all the discussion and, of course, the, 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 the signaling, the, the virtue signaling, if you will, on television, on the, the, the commercials and, and all of this, the reinforcements of climate change. And even though we understand that it's impossible to affect the weather, because they've been doing this for 40 years, 50 years, they've actually had some impact on it. And we actually have many Democrats who believe that we can change the weather. Well, Joe Biden's one of them. Now, whether he believes it or not, I don't know, but his policies will support that. Okay, and that's what's even scarier, that he would allow inefficient, ineffective fuels to become commonplace in this country, replace the efficient, effective fuels. He'll allow that to happen in spite of whether he believes it or not. I mean, that's really frightening that he would allow that to happen, but I believe he is because he's bought and sold. The man is stone cold corrupt. Anyway, uh, they want to to eliminate, like I said, the gang databases. They want to eliminate disorder crimes. And again, I want to get to that. I think that's a very compelling, distinct point as well. You know, disorder crimes are something that well, obviously, disorder crimes create disorder. They want to eliminate those crimes, okay? You know, things like uh, shoplifting, whatever, okay? They want to eliminate cash bails. I think that's interesting. Again, they want to defund the police. They want to defund ICE. They want to open borders and sanctuary cities. They want to fund it. They want to rewrite the Constitution. Oh, boy. What do they have in store for us? Does that sound familiar, folks? People that have taken over, tyranny that has taken over, despots that have taken over countries, the first thing they do, the first thing they do is take hold of their education system and re-educate and recondition all the people in their country by getting to the young people and making sure generations come up reconditioned. Then they change the courts. They actually run off the judges that are constitutionalists and they change the courts and put in their like-minded activists and then they actually rewrite the constitution to take away rights of people. And they have these courts allow this to happen. So it's kind of like a, a three-pronged, four-pronged type attack, if you will. You got to get control of the media. You got to get control of the education. And then, of course, you got to get control of the courts. Okay. And then, and then once you've done that, then you change the Constitution. And then there's nothing else left. You want to get rid of their, I mean, in this country, we have the Electoral College. What's interesting about the Electoral College is no other country has it. No no other country that I know of, with the exception of, I believe it's uh, Liberia and Africa. I believe they do have an Electoral College, but I, I, I could be wrong. But, I, I mean, Electoral College is pretty unique to us here. And it was created, uh, every other country has a popular vote. But because the founding fathers and be, were, were God-touched, and because I believe this country is God-inspired and God-breathed, the Electoral College came about. I mean, that's evidence of this nation being 
inspired and by and enabled by God to exist. And the evidence of that is the, the Electoral College, because the Electoral College was, in essence, a uh, a concept that was only on paper. It was never it wasn't anywhere in the world until it was here. I mean, that's that's the truth that you can bank on in Denver, folks. That's un, unvarnished truth. Don't miss it. The Electoral College is evidence that God inspired this nation through these people, through these founding fathers. Don't miss that. They also want to stack the Supreme Court. Now, what's interesting on that is the way they can stack it, there's several ways they can stack it. Obviously, replace, wait for lifelong appointments on the Supreme Court to retire and replace them with their activists. But the other way is to actually expand the court from nine judges to you know, I don't know, 15, okay? And then what they can do is they can have, uh, you know, reappoint six new judges and plus replace the others, and before long you have a stacked Supreme Court. They can do that. If you get the wrong people in power, they can do that. They can actually shape the system so they're in charge. If you don't think that can happen, don't kid yourself. Don't kid yourself. These people want to stack the Supreme Court. They were saying that. Beto O'Rourke even stated it, but others stated it. Go back to, I believe it was the third, second or third debate where they were talking about the Supreme Court. They were talking about increasing the Supreme Court so they could stack it. They're not even hiding this from the public, folks. Believe it. They're not hiding it. The, pro- the propaganda is hiding it from the people, Okay. These politicians, these Democrats are out there saying it and declaring it and making and decreeing they're going to stack the Supreme Court, but it's not getting to the public because the media malpractice prevents it from getting to the public. They want to cut away our Second Amendment rights, folks. They want to eliminate that as well. They want to regulate free speech to speech zones. That's what they want to do. They want to intimidate people who speak against their agenda. Again, that all that's how you step in socialism. And when you combine that with the actual economic conditions you need. So, for instance, to, to, for what you have to have, you have to have a broken economy. And then you have to have what I just mentioned in the above. And the, you have to have all that in place and then you can bring in socialism. So here's some of the economic conditions that they want to have in place. They want to break the economy. So the flatten the economy, promise of safety, COVID shutdown. Here we go again. Okay. Well, you're going to, they want to have increased government spending, massive spending leads to economic collapse. And that's what it is. So when you have these economic shutdowns, you're going to need massive government bailouts and these massive government bailouts are going to have promote, promote an economic collapse. That's what they want to bring on. They want a tax system that, that eliminates all incentives. It's interesting, if you look at Karl Marx's manifesto, he talked about using taxes to reduce the buying power of people. Don't miss that, folks. Don't miss it. He talked about using taxes to reduce the buying power of people. They want to reduce economic growth and grow government to to an, an, an incredible size to bring on stagnation. That's what they want. See, in Europe... They have zero economic growth. Their government's about 60, 70% of their economy. Here it's about 35%. They want to grow government to where it's 50, 60%. And they'll do that if they get the wrong people in. And that'll help them usher in socialism. Again, they want to grow deficits. 
they want to print money. I mean, no, no government can keep up. So they, they start to print money. I mean, once you have all these economic problems, the governments can't keep up. They have to print money, which causes inflation, which is where the devalued currency. So that's what they do. Wage and price controls. Now, doesn't that sound familiar? Wage controls. You're hearing that now with the minimum wage hikes. And, and you're seeing it now. But they're controlling who goes in on, on the board of directors on some of these companies. They want control over the, the, the makeup of a board of directors. I mean, this is incredible. You know, and they and again, we see the minimum wage. It's, it's all taking place. All these discussions, all these promises. And we see what's going on with these with these boardrooms. Look, underground economies rise. And what's interesting with the underground economy, what, what is an underground economy? That's an underground economy is a, is a cash economy. It's the guy that's that's selling scrap metal. You know, he's getting cash and he basically sustains his life with the money he gets from selling scrap metal. So his his, his is an underground economy. We, they don't, it's not taxed. It's basically income and products not reported to the government. So. You know, right now we're at five or six percent of our economy. Like there are countries like Greece are like 25, 30 percent. I mean, there's a lot of underground economy there. And again, they want to promote class warfare. They want to they want to do that. They want to promote societal discord. And again, they want Medicare for all and the Green New Deal. That's what they want. And once they have all that in place, socialism is going to sound like something they want. And that's what they, you know, they're going to make people embrace it as it comes down the door. What's interesting and what everyone seems to miss and the media seems to miss is Trump is a builder who understands the role of government in relation to business. See, government's role is to ensure the prosperity of business, which is the prosperity of all of us. Make no mistake about that. What Trump did was he removed the roadblocks and regulations that impeded business growth. Trump provided real help to business, which is basically get out of the way. Bidenomics is to insert government regulations and more roadblocks. See, the Democrats are living in the land of opposites, okay? And their answer to helping business is to insert more costly regulations. You know, I, I don't want our, our listeners to miss that. I mean, th- that's really the, the fact and how these people are and what's going on and where they're at with their uh, – well, what I would say is where they're at with uh, with their with their agenda. You see, the Republican Party agenda in the America First tradition, if you will, the America First agenda, which became a way of life in this country, is from the party of Lincoln, the Republican Party. And I want to talk, you know, the economic military supremacy. I mean, let, let's let's get into that. America First. Tradition is having our country stay on top of the rest of the world economically with an economy growing at a faster rate than the global economy and having a military that's second to none. I mean, that's truly that ensures our way of life that ensures our country's stability that ensures our influence and ensures our place in history. Now, there are people that don't want us to have that. There are people that that is a threat to. And those are the people that are funding these movements in this country, that are funding these anarchist movements. This is these are people in this world. Like I said, the people that buy and sell global currency, things like that. The, the real extreme rich and powerful in this world 
where an America first tradition is not helping them. And, and a matter of fact, it, it hurts them financially. So they're affecting our politics by this. I mean, we're seeing this now with the uh, with the COVID. I mean, what brought the COVID here? The Chinese. How did this happen? Well, the Chinese didn't didn't secure it in their country. That's what happened. Okay, so I mean, we're seeing this, and I think it's important that we understand that the Chinese could have contained this virus, but they chose not to. Why? Because they wanted this virus out globally so they could sink the other economies around the world and they could instill the same in pain and suffering around the world that they were feeling because Trump was was imposing America first economic policies in this country. And they were taking away China's advantages, and that's what China hated. Another thing is secure borders and law and order. I think that's important, too. America first tradition is protecting our borders and protecting our neighborhoods. This is a, a tradition that the Democrat Party, the Democrat Party is now, well, they, they, they're, they're, it's foreign to them. They, it's, it's, it's not something that's on their, in their vocabulary or within their ability. The Republican Party provides this. This is an America first tradition, folks. Make no mistake. Securing the borders and providing law and order to our neighborhoods. Don't miss that. The best education on planet Earth. I think it's really compelling to me that you have people that have ruined education in this country. The people that gave us Common Core. The Common Core, which took took our took our teaching systems and our schools down from one teacher to maybe two or three teachers. OK, I mean, it takes two or three people to do the job of one now in these schools. So all we all Common Core has succeeded in doing is raise the number of bureaucrats that we have, number of the number of teachers needed to teach the kids. OK, because they're not really teaching anymore. They're. It's sort of like math philosophy they're teaching, spaghetti math. And as far as reading is concerned, the way they teach words and the, the way they teach reading and vocabulary is more like a, more like pictograph versions. I mean, they just it's not reading. OK, it's certainly our kids are not our kids are graduating their our high schools now uh, not knowing math. I mean, they're just not able to handle math. I think we're 35th on planet Earth now in math and reading proficiencies. And that's just incredibly horrible when we used to be top five on planet Earth. So these people have ruined education with Common Core. And the biggest sufferers of that are the people that do not have school choice because they cannot afford to go to another school. They can't afford to take their child to a private school or charter school. They can't take their kid or whatever. There's a problem. They don't have school choice in their neighborhoods. So we're seeing a lot of these, well, a lot of these kids stuck in lousy school systems and they're not learning. They're getting one crack in an education and they're not learning. They're not becoming problem solvers. They're not, they're not being anyone who even wants to tackle a problem. So in the workforce, they can't compete. They cannot compete. And all of this is the result, in my opinion, of a horrible education system that these Democrats have brought on. And then, then we have these same Democrats offering us solutions to the problems they gave us, which is, that's the definition of insanity. The definition of insanity is getting solutions from people that gave us the problems in the first place. <laughs> I don't want to miss that, okay? So the best education in, in planet Earth, I mean, that's 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 possible only if we eliminate Common Core and we take back education the way we need to. And I think Donald Trump has a plan for that. 
uh, and honest media. And America first tradition is having a media that holds our government accountable and a media that reports the news. I think what's really telling, and I don't want to miss this, is what we've seen and what we've seen, I think, uh, right now in, in the in the country with this COVID reporting. And I don't want to miss this. All right. And I want to I mean, you know, it's it's a nefarious double standard that's in the press. See, the prompt of propaganda during the H1N1 swine flu allowed Obama Biden to stop testing for swine flu. In other words, there was no outcry for more testing. But there was here. And there was a huge outcry for more testing. So what did Trump do? Trump initiated testing in this country like we can do anything better than anybody else. So we've tested over 45 million people in this country. Just so we're clear on that, the rest of the world combined hasn't tested more than, I think, 30 million people. Combined. The rest of the world. So we've we've tested more than the rest of the world combined. Okay. And so with that, you have increased infection rates. Okay. But we don't have, because we're having the ability and the therapy treatments, we do have the ability to keep people from being a fatality from this flu. So, you know, from this COVID flu. So, you know, we have the ability to do that, but that doesn't stop these Democrat governors from shutting down the the economy. But because the media is not doing their job, the media is, um, there is no outcry in the press. There is no calling out. I mean, they continue with headlines showing increased infection rates, highlighting the infection rates over the fatality rates. I mean, they continue to do that. The prob to propaganda is pushing fear into the hearts and minds of Americans with highlighting new infections and withholding the fact that fatality rates are very low. See, like I said, the testing provides fodder for the fake news to use their new infections, the new infections to scare the public. And they fail to report the fatality rates that aren't climbing with the infection rates. To sum it up, folks, they pushed for testing so they would have the higher infection rates that they knew would come with the increased testing, but they wanted to report the new infections so they could continue on perpetuating this fear. This is, again, a media that is running on the, on the concept with the same old playbook, if you will, the same old playbook they've used years past when they did own the ink by the barrel and they could out media anybody else. So without the internet and without the social media, these people were able to control all the news, but they can't today. The facts remain and people know that the fatality rates aren't increasing. So when these governors shut these states down and a further economic shutdown and they flatten the economies, the people understand the fatalities aren't growing at the same rate. They understand that. And they under, so then, then, then they're asking the question, so why are we getting these shutdowns? How bad is it? Folks, it's happening because these people are allowing us to be shut down. It's nefarious and proves they are truly depressed, deprived of propaganda, are truly an enemy of truth, justice, in the American way. They want disruption and disorder. And remember, too, don't forget, they portrayed the riots as mostly peaceful when they were standing there and the buildings were burning in back of them. Remember that. Don't miss that. But anyway, folks, we're out of time. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Thanks for being with us today on The Watchman. Tune in every week, every Saturday afternoon at 4.30, right here on 1180 WFYL for this distinct discussion, right here on The Watchman. Many choose to listen to The Watchman podcast right after the show that comes up. Others listen to us live on YouTube by clicking Listen Live. On YouTube, others go to 11awfwild.com and click Listen Live there. 
many listen to us in the listening area. However you choose to listen to us, folks, thanks for being with us. Thanks for trusting us with your news and your reporting. I'm Clay Bree. See you next week on The Watchman. Goodbye for now.